episode six of the Tiberius World podcast. You join me this week, monumentally hungover, but somewhat miraculously not currently in the throes of some sort of nervous breakdown. So every cloud, etc. So I went to the pub last night with Sarah and a couple of friends. And I think that the very definition of being a 34 year old drunk man is um, falling flat on your face when you're trying to put your pyjama trousers on, which is what happened to me last night, as well as uh, eating a considerable amount of small Mars bars and passing out mid-sentence while I'm trying to defend myself against Sarah, who's told me off for knocking a lot of her stuff over in my stumbling drunken state. (sighs) I don't know anymore, man. I was actually going to try and record this podcast when I was on my way to Sainsbury's this morning. I had to pop down there to get some stuff for my hangover, man. Stuff like Pringles and shit like that, because I was dying. I needed to get all the liquid that they had for sale in there as well, because I was so dehydrated this morning. I felt like my tongue was like a fucking sun-dried tomato. It was awful. In hindsight, I'm glad I didn't record when I got to Sainsbury's, because when I walked through the door initially, I was in a pretty good mood, but... That went downhill pretty quickly. I'm, by nature, in spite of what you might think based on the stuff I say on here, I'm actually a really almost sickeningly polite person. And I I don't ever want to rock the boat and piss anybody off, to be honest, because I can't be asked with the drama that comes with it. So I'm very much a kind of courteous, after you, um, moving out of people's way kind of guy. I mean, to be honest, if I wasn't the kind of guy that moves out of people's way... I would just be like that bit in Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, when that ship containing the T-Rex crashed into the fucking docks and just took everything with it. I'm walking through Sainsbury's and I'm not getting out of people's way. I'm just decimating the landscape around me. <laughs> so, so I always get out of people's way and say please and thank you. I was brought up by parents who were nice people, you know, so... I'm I'm a nice person, but I'm also a little bit impatient, and I don't like it when people don't give me the same level of courtesy I'm giving them, because I don't have to get out of your way, you fucking prick. It's not my job to get out of your way. I'm doing it to to, in fairness, prevent you injuring yourself on me <laughs> by bumping into me. When you are trying to fucking navigate your way through the aisles of Sainsbury's on a Sunday morning. It's already fraught with with all sorts of dangers. But when you've got people that just don't give a fuck, I'm not sure they don't give a fuck, but I think they just are thick as shit. I like to see the, the good in people, so I like to think that the only reason they're not getting out of your way and the only reason they're, they're leaving their trolley in the middle of the fucking aisle so that you can't do anything... Um, the only reason they're doing that is because they're inherently mentally ill. Because then it's not their fault. I I don't want to live in a world where these people are doing stuff like this out of ignorance. But (laughs) it gets on my fucking nerves. I'm one of these people that, as I said, I'm really polite, but if over and over again people aren't saying thank you, or even acknowledging my fucking existence when when I, I give way to them. Then I'm that kind of sarcastic, British, passive-aggressive piece of shit that says, oh, you're welcome, by the way. 
I'm that kind of guy, and it annoys me, to be honest. Today, I, I, I actually invited somebody to climb up into my anus, um, because when I'm hungover, I'm a little bit more um, emotionally vulnerable, let's say, um, and my, my level of giving fucks about people's feelings does, does somewhat wane. Um, I don't know who Wayne is. Um, and I was standing, what was I looking at? This is obviously vital to the story, what, what I was actually perusing at the time. I believe I was looking at the coleslaw. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yes. Recall, I was looking at the coleslaw and this fucking motherfucker with his trolley walked up behind me so I, I couldn't see him but I could feel his presence uh, and, and he basically shuffled right up to me so that the the very tip of his penis was no more than five or six mil from the, the gates of my ass. and so as I turned I actually said I'm, oh I'm sorry am I on your way did you want to actually crawl into my anus and he didn't seem that um, that happy with that uh, he didn't do anything about it obviously because one I don't think he was willing to take the risk to find out whether I was being serious or not <laughs> but I tell you I, 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 I go a bit mad when when I'm hung over and on my own Sarah is forever the, um, the, the the leveling force of good in my life who who makes me uh she she seems to facilitate um a smooth passage through life for me uh, as soon as she has a nap or goes away for the weekend i'm not desperately unhappy but i get wrapped up in my life too much and i do things like shave my head and um redecorate the bedroom by like smashing up a load of stuff um so in the absence of having sarah with me in sainsbury's i just know i just i go a bit wrong and i don't know if i'm actually really quite a terrifying person I live I live most of my life inside my own head. So I don't really know what the outside world thinks about me. I'm not sure how much of a shit I give about that. But it's interesting to find out, I suppose. But I don't think it helps me when I'm walking around um, Sainsbury's and the, the tannoy goes off every 30 seconds. Because it's busier than was anticipated. They're calling for extra support staff on the tills. And they do like two or three of these announcements every minute or so. Um, and they're crazy fucking loud. And hung over the sound of, of that tannoy. And I'm not being, these people aren't fucking Whitney Houston in her prime. These people who are on a public um, announcement system, sh by all accounts, shouldn't really be given any kind of microphone. They shouldn't be given any kind of amplification device for their voices because it generally it's like it's like lowering um, a really small microphone into someone's stomach as it's digesting fucking kebabs and sawdust and and barbed wire 
and the sound that that produces is tantamount to what we expect from supermarket tannoy announcements but they kept saying it over and over again it was so fucking loud it was piercing through my very soul no one seemed to give a fuck people were just walking around somehow and with with may i say some some audacity not paying any attention to to the tannoy announcement because it wasn't for them and so they were perfectly happy to live their lives and carry on like normal people which which is a little bit perverted. But the third time that this tannoy went off, I shouted, it's all right, we heard you. And immediately I just, I just thought, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm a guy that says stuff like that in public now. And so I just, I don't know whether technically i should be allowed to leave the house unsupervised or without um a, a wrangler uh, not not a pair of jeans but like somebody who wrangles me god what sort of reference is that even that has annoyed me that i i referenced wrangler's je- wrangler jeans like no one's mentioned that since 1991 god fucking kill me man I wasn't actually here to take you on a self-indulgent trip through my own fucking mental health. Um, I was actually here to talk to you about something else completely, but I've just been rambling about shit. So what I actually wanted to talk about today was was a very specific um, strain of, of man, of male human. And it seems to be... It's the white van man, okay? Before you give me shit, I'm not saying that every man who drives or indeed is a passenger in a white van is automatically this this sort of person I'm about to describe to you. However, in my experience, it seems to be... The, the, the statistics do kind of favour that being the case. Um... It's the, the, the knuckle-dragging, barely sentient, fucking ridiculous, stupid, ignorant, pig-headed, fucking chauvinistic, bigoted cunts that make me, in equal measure, horribly angry that they think that this is an okay way to live their lives and also unspeakably embarrassed that I have to share biology with with these people. And so I'm sort of guilty by association. And because I'm a man, there will be certain people that will judge me based on what these people are like. So I am sometimes embarrassed and ashamed to be a man because these men are such unspeakable fucking cock munchers. It's, I mean, where do I start, man? But the way they think, actually, that's, that's giving them too much, it's doing them too much of a service. They don't think. What is with the heckling? Why can't they go past the thing without shouting at it? Whether it's a person or an object, it's like they've 
literally just being born and they're being incubated in a, in a van and everything they're seeing, they're seeing for the first time and they're hugely excited about it. Somehow they're born into fully, at least physically developed adult men. And they shout at everything they see, whether that's a woman with big tits, a man with big tits, someone with quote-unquote gay shoes on, or, I don't know, a fucking lamppost. They shout at it. I get shouted at all the time by white van men. I can never tell what they're fucking saying to me. They may well be saying to me, like, mate, you're on fire. And they're actually trying to do me a favour. But thus far, when I've got home to check, I haven't seen any flames or at least any evidence that there has recently been one. I get shouted at all the time. I can only assume it's because I'm, I'm a large human being. You know, I've got a gut and I dress vaguely flamboyantly on occasion. They're probably assuming that I'm, again, quote-unquote, queer. But the worst of it is the way they shout at women. They, they'll beep their horns and they'll wind down their windows and they'll shout obscenities at a passing female. And I don't know what what's broken inside their heads where they think... Well, first of all, what what do they think? What do they fucking think is going to be the outcome of that? Do you think that the woman's just going to fall head over heels in love? Think, you're the man of my dreams. I've watched The Notebook so many times and it's never actually happened in real life. I've got this beautiful, beautiful, bald man with the, the, the sun glistening from both his tits and his bald fucking head while his... High-vis is draped over the back of the seat, so it looks like he's actually sitting on somebody's lap. This guy with teeth that look like a desecrated fucking graveyard. This man. This man with the hairy knuckles. He is the love of my life, and not only does he look so beautiful, he's a poet. He shouted, nice tits, darling, out the window at me. I must have him immediately. Oh, but look, they're driving really fast through a red light. I'm going to have to chase them on foot. What the fuck, you knob? Will you just shut your fucking mouth? Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. They barely want to have to look at you. Why do you think anyone wants to hear you? Why do you think that a woman is going to have any interest in what you're saying? How, what is she going to feel other than pissed off, embarrassed, self-conscious? None of those three things are things that you want to be creating in people. Just fuck off. I don't, obviously, when I see people out and about, you know when you look at someone and you think, it's their day off work, but normally this fucking prick's in a van. Right, you can tell... This prick is normally in a van, but today he's decided to wear a plaid shirt and put some gel in the three fucking hairs he's got left on top of his fucking stupid head. And you see him in the pub, and they're just as bad in the pub. That The way they talk to each other, they, every conversation they have has to be done via the method of shouting 
oh, they can't just talk to each other. They have to shout at each other. They have to bellow at each other. They have to wear a whole bottle of fucking aftershave and they have to do up an extra button on their shirt and they have to shine those brown shoes that they're wearing and they have to make sure their boot-cut blue jeans are at the perfect fucking height so that they can try and procure a piece of fucking skirt for the evening. It's the mating ritual that I, I can't get my head around. You see other animals, right? And you watch a nature documentary. And what tends to happen is there is a sort of ritual around it. Especially in birds, what I've noticed. Not birds like birds. I mean birds like the avian variety. In birds, you get... Normally the, the male bird is the one that's more colourful and interesting looking because they have to show off what they've got, their plumage and their dance moves, it turns out, to try and convince the female that they're going to be a good mate. And sometimes you'll get five or six different males all putting on a little bit of a show and then one of them gets picked. It's kind of like this in the the Weatherspoons dwellers. And I have to say I'm a Weatherspoons dweller as well, but I mainly do it on a voyeuristic um, campaign. They're the same, but they don't do it with what they look like because, you know, you could put glitter on a turd, it's still a turd. So they do it with their brash personality. They'll try and show off about things like how much they earn, what they drive, and... It's generally how much money they have, what their status is. The thing is, generally speaking, they haven't even got that going for them. So they've really got not much to do. They can't, they can't show off um, the, the material side of their life. They can't show off the physical side of their life because that's a fucking abortion, or should have been. So all they have left is to sort of regress into this I say regress like they're doing anything. They're, they are this all the time. They go back to being cavemen. If you don't look good and you're not rich, all you've got left is fighting. <laughs> so they fucking fight each other. I know I'm not much, I'm not a fighty kind of guy, but I don't understand fighting. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you punching each other in the head? What What are you hoping to achieve from this? I'm not going to talk to you about this situation. I'm not going to resolve this ongoing feud in, in a sensible way. I'm not going to get to the bottom of the issue and then solve the issue. Because I don't have the cognitive capacity to do that. So what I'll do instead is I'll, I'll pummel you until you can't stand up anymore and then I'm the best <laughs> fucking hell man Just, they haven't got anything else to offer apart from punching each other and then being rude to women and then being so th having their masculinity threatened or seemingly threatened to such an extent that they have hatred for for homosexuality or even anybody who looks ever so slightly different to what they think is is the norm or the accepted um, wardrobe. So plaid shirt, boot cut, jeans, like I said, brown shoes. I go into the pub in gold boots. And I know for a fact that if it wasn't for the fact that I look like the kind of guy that would eat you without chewing, 
I would get shit for it. But I get away with it. Because at first glance, I kind of look like I look like I could be one of them. So they they don't know what to make of me. But men are such fucking bellends, man. And what's worse, I suppose, is that there are still some women in the world who kind of like that shit. There's the whole thing of, of, of some women liking a bad boy that still exists somehow. Because, I don't know, maybe it, the whole thing is just a hangover from from t- days of yore from the caveman days when the strongest man would be the one who gets all the food because they'll be the best hunter so the most physically able man they'll get the mate they'll get the best cave and they'll get the best dinners so the women in those days, I guess, the females may have been attracted to that because, oh, this person's going to be able to provide me with the best basis from which to to create a family of, of successful kids because this guy's big and strong. So obviously there's good genetics there. And then also they're going to have nice dinners in a nice cave so they can have nice, nice shoes made out of I don't know, coconuts? You make shoes out of coconuts? I don't know about that. And so I think that still exists. So the man, so these men, all they want to do is hit something, fuck something, and eat something. That seems to be their three priorities in life, in no particular order. But in order to do those things, because we live in a modern society, we have to earn money. And the best way they can think of to earn money well, the only way they can earn money is something that doesn't involve them having to think or speak to human beings. So they tend to go into the skilled trades. And look, I'm not, don't give me shit about the skilled trades. I work with many people and I've known many people who work in the skilled trades and they're sort of the earth, down to earth people and some really intelligent and sweet human beings. But if you are that way inclined, you are a knob jock you don't really have anywhere else to go. I'm not saying that people in the skilled trades aren't skilled and talented at what they do. Many of them are. We're not these fuckwits. It just embarrasses me. And I can barely cope with it. So when I'm out, I just... I, I don't... I don't want to catch shit from women here either because I think I feel sorry for women. And you might get the odd militant feminist who I don't need you feeling sorry for me fair enough I sympathize whatever I do it's probably wrong but the thing is I'm kind of stuck because I'm embarrassed to be a man so you think the logical thing to do then would to say would be to say fine I'll be a woman then but that's not going to solve it because if I'm not a man I have to be a woman unless I become a lesbian because otherwise I have to deal with men still. I'm going to look into becoming a lesbian. Then no, I can still stay with Sarah and stuff, so that'd be fine. Just have to convince her that she's a lesbian as well. And I'll become one. But I'd be a really ugly woman. I'm really quite large and tattooed and I've got quite a deep voice and I've got quite a lot of hair on my body. 
I don't think there's enough wax strips in the world for what I've got going on between my fucking ass cheeks, I tell you that. The other day I caught Tarzan swinging between them. Right. So that's what, what have I taken care of? I've taken care of being hungover, being angry, and hating men in vans. And yeah, I've covered it. One thing that they do, though, just before I go, is, especially when they're in a group, there's a bit of a kind of mob mentality thing. Why the fuck do people cheer when someone, especially in a pub or a restaurant, drops something and smashes it on the floor? Why? It's a smash bit of glass. Ray, fucking shut your fucking pie hole, you prick, before I slit your tongue out with a bit of the fucking broken glass, you knob jockey. Oh my God, I think I need to stop talking because when I get into this and I start, I start talking about the things that annoy me, which you may have noticed by now is quite a few things, I go into a bit of a, I don't want to live on this planet anymore, man. It makes me so angry, so I try not to think too much, but I, you know, you'll know me by now well enough to know that I think almost exclusively, I think. <sighs> so I suppose we just got to make the best of what we've got, right? So what I've got is, well, the thing is, I've got some good stuff before I'm not just changing the subject so I can think of anything. <laughs> but <laughs> I think part of the problem, and this is going to sound arrogant, but I don't give a fuck. I think part of the problem is that I'm intelligent and because I'm intelligent I'm destined to be miserable because not everybody is intelligent and because I'm intelligent I think I analyze I, I observe and I notice stuff that other people wouldn't notice I'm not saying I'm super intelligent Sarah's very intelligent as well but and that's why we're such a good match because we we notice all this stuff and we hate it all and we feel like we don't fit in and we overanalyze everything and we see all the horrible shit that's happening and it makes us sad. And then you see these, these bullshit people, you know, these barely sentient blobs. <laughs> um, and they, uh, they seem pretty happy because what, their expectations are so much lower and their ability to cognitively process anything that, that's happening around them is, is reduced so they don't even know anything's wrong they don't know they're stupid so maybe that's the answer maybe we should all just be fucking stupid cavemen maybe humans were never meant to be intelligent creatures we were just supposed to be part of the food chain we were supposed to stay on a level with um with with primates but something went fucking weird and now we're people with, with, with cars and computers and iPhones. When the fuck did that happen? And why do we wear clothes? Why are we the only animals that wear clothes? Because we evolved all the hair off our bodies, so now we need to replace them. And what the fuck's going on? Oh, I don't want to get into this now, because I'm going to be thinking about this. I don't know. People, yes, I think people shouldn't have ever... Something went really weird at some point in the past. Now, I don't think I'm being particularly scientific about this, but something happened that set humans apart from other animals. And I think we've evolved or developed or become something that we should never have been.
we've complicated our own existences too much. So I think I've taught, because, and this is a fucking prime example, because I'm intelligent, I've just talked myself out of my own argument. I've just spent ages banging on about how much I hate van drivers, dickhead troglodyte men. And I think I've just come around to the fact that maybe they're the answer. If we were all like that, it'd be a bit more old school. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Shit, I definitely need to get off this planet. Right. While I um, look up some travel brochures about how to get off this planet, make sure that you leave a review of the podcast. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, SoundCloud, all of the main ones. Probably some I haven't heard of. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, which is at Tiberius World. I'm also on Instagram, at Tiberius World. I've got a Facebook page, which again is at Tiberius World. Or you can contact me through my website, which is TiberiusWorld.com. There's a contact form on there. I also do a blog now, and I'm trying to catch up with previous episodes, but I'm doing corresponding blogs that go with each one of the episodes. And I also do other ones as well in between. That's nothing to do with the podcast. I'm up to episode three at the moment, so if you want to get a little bit more kind of meat to the bones of the uh, the old episodes, then check that out. There's a there's a link to it on on tiberiusworld.com, but also the direct URL for it is tiberiusworld.wordpress.com. I'll be back next week, um, and I'm going to try and find something that I don't hate, so that I can talk to you about something positive. So all I need is for basically the entire world to change and then um then i'll have uh, loads of stuff to talk about that's good right i'll see you later love you bye